This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne. Now, by the time you listen to this episode, we will know most of our Euro 2020 oppositions. And I say most, as there are still some positions still to be filled, as the playoff matches that involve Nations League winners are to be played in March next year. I know, a draw that doesn't know its final teams. Something only UEFA could come up with. Now, later on in the podcast, I'll be heading to Wembley, where I've been fortunate enough to go to watch the draw take place on the telly, live from Bucharest in Romania. But it is an opportunity that the England Supporters Travel Club have laid on, and with the opportunity of some complimentary drinks and some nibbles, and getting fellow England fans' reactions, that's a good enough excuse for me. Now, hopefully this cold that I've got won't put you off and we can get through the whole podcast. But thanks for the feedback on the recent episodes, especially the review of the Montenegro and Kosovo one. Do hope it gave you a flavour of what Pristina was like for those that couldn't make it. And it is still available at your chosen podcast platform. Right, after securing qualification against Montenegro in England's 1000th game, we as supporters started to think about who we could face in next year's tournament. And with the following victory over Kosovo, we became seeded for the tournament and we'd be in pot one alongside other seeded nations, Belgium, Italy, Spain, Ukraine and Germany. So who could we be drawn with? Pot two, of which we will face one of the following. It features France, Poland, Switzerland, Croatia, the Netherlands and Russia. France, of course, are current World Cup holders. The Netherlands and Switzerland, both Nations League opposition. Croatia, our World Cup semi-final opposition. Poland, of course, have got Robert Lewandowski. And we met Russia in our opening game in Euro 2016 in Marseille, when they equalised in the last minute. And what subsequently happened needs no mention, but it is well documented. If I was to consider who I'd prefer to face, especially on home soil, then I think we're capable of beating them all. But I think we can see off Switzerland easily. Pot 3 features Portugal, Turkey, Denmark, Austria, Sweden and the Czech Republic. Portugal, current European holders and Nation League winners. We've not faced Turkey in some time. Denmark, we're already facing at Wembley in March in a friendly. Austria are an opposition we've not faced in some time. Although there's a lot of talk about facing them in a friendly before the tournament. I guess it will depend how this draw goes. And Sweden are a nation we tend to face in tournaments. 92, 2002, 2006, 2012. So they're kind of a nation I hope we avoid. And the Czech Republic we drew in the recent qualifiers. Austria, I think, are a side that we can beat. Pot 4 is a strange one and slightly confusing. As only two nations are currently in it. Wales and Finland, who incidentally are in their first international tournament. And we only have to go back to 2016 to remember a Scandinavian team who were playing in their first international tournament. 
However, the final four spots are to be taken by teams that are playing in playoffs that are to be played in March. The winners of Playoff C will be the nation that joins us. There are four countries that have been paired together for two one-off semi-finals. Semi-final number one sees Scotland play Israel and semi-final two is Norway against Serbia. Both winners will then obviously play each other to fill one of the final four spots. As much as I'd love to face Scotland and beat them, and I think they should see off Israel, I think Norway and Serbia will be too strong for them. Whoever comes out on top uh, between Norway and Serbia, I think will be our final opposition. Again, either are beatable. So in my eyes, an ideal group would be us, Switzerland, Austria and one of Norway or Serbia. That's if I've read the whole draw correctly. Uh, If I haven't, then disregard all of this. I've not personally paid or applied for tickets as yet. UEFA's initial ballot opened back in June for a month where you could apply for tickets. It was hugely popular, apparently 19.3 million ticket requests for only 1.5 million available tickets at the time. And apparently 1.9 million requested to be at the final at Wembley on the 12th of July. Now I'm waiting for the England Follow My Team application to open, which I think is on the 4th of December. And this is specifically for travel club members. Not just for England, but all of the other nations' similar clubs or associations. Now I've looked at the prices involved and the minimum cost, Category 3 tickets, should England go all the way to the final, so it's taken in seven games, appears to be €765, which is roughly 645 quid. Uh, This is applying, as I say, for Category 3 games in the group stage at €50 each, round of 16 at €50, quarterfinal at €75, a semi-final at €195, and then the final, Category 3, €295. This doesn't appear to take into account the fans' first category that appears was available in the initial ticketing phase. UEFA's strapline for the tournament is live it for real. At those prices, I'm not quite sure they're in the real world. Averaging out, we're potentially looking at £92 a ticket. That's before travel. Now, we are fortunate that there is a minimum three games based in England at Wembley. And I'm fortunate that I'm only an hour from Wembley. But for fans that can be travelling from further afield, north, south and west, three times... In the space of 10 days, it's going to be an expensive time. Plus, then, fingers crossed, if we make it through those group games, we have to factor in the possibility of two overseas trips for the round of 16 and the quarterfinal. Anyway, we'll see. In fact, let's go to Wembley to see how it does pan out and see who we can speak to. Welcome to Wembley. It's sort of strange coming here on a non-match day. No one blocking your way at the entrance or the exit to the station where the steps are. As I look down Wembley Way or Empire Way, 
got some sort of light show going on here ready for Christmas. The stadium is ahead of me. I remember coming here for the very first game back in 2007. It was a uh, under-21 game. And I've got a photo of me and my granddad with the arch and the stadium behind us. And now it's just all building work going up. The walk up to the ground has lost some of its some of its wow factor, really. Sort of hidden away. Much like when the Twin Towers were here. Made you get excited to be going into the ground. Anyway, that's enough reminiscing. We have got a draw to see. That gives me great pleasure to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, Mr. David Seaman, safe hands himself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Here we are, um, European Championships draw. Going back to your days as a, a player, when the draw was made, did you get in touch with opposition national players, maybe in the team? Not just not some really. Yeah, not really. Um, I, I would imagine that like people like Gaza, when we, we knew we'd got Scotland in, our group stages would, would have obviously had banter with his teammates then but no you don't you, you watch it and, you, and all you want is you want an easy draw mm. you know because you want to qualify to the knockout knockout stages um, you know so like having banter with them not really but after you beat them oh yes oh, right. <laughs> so, so you had the banter with, with Bergkamp and, oh, yeah. and Connor yeah, well, as well I had a one on one with Dennis in the, in the Holland game when we won 4-1 and I think it was 1-0 at the time and I saved it down my left and, and, he, and he said to me when we were in training at Arsenal, he went, you knew where I was going, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. It's part and parcel <laughs> exactly. of it, isn't it? Yeah. He should have changed his mind, shouldn't he? <laughs> it was 75 caps for England, second most capped goalkeeper yeah. for England. What do you make of the current crop of England goalkeepers, John Pickford, Pope? Yeah, they're all they're all doing well. Um, Jordan's obviously number one by a long way, I think, because of the experience that he's got. He's obviously got the experience from the World Cup, which he had a fantastic World Cup. Um, and now coming into the, the the tournament here in the summer, it's um, it's important that he's he's settled. You know, it's um, it's nothing worse than going into a tournament where you're not sure whether you're number one or not, or then all of a sudden it's thrust upon you. When I, when when we was here, Terry Venables took over, and straight away he named is his number one which really settled me and really helped um, you know then you look at like Vic Pope you look at Tom Heaton Jack Butland and even um, Henderson Dean Henderson at Sheffield United you know, he's pushing you know it was great to see him involved in the squad not long ago um, you know so it, it, their strength in depth my only worry is that there's not a lot of caps under Jordan right. um, you know which can be a little bit of a, a worry but we just have to keep fingers crossed that, that Jordan stays away from injury well, you began to establish yourself under Graham Taylor how was it yeah. to feel to miss out on 92 yeah it was weird because so like when Graham first took over he, he didn't take me to 92 he took uh, Chris Woods and Nigel Martin which you know I couldn't understand and then I, I didn't play for England for something like about 18 months and then he brought me back in for I think it was the, the Holland game and then the San Marino game and then after that I played quite a few times but then he left you know, so then, then Terry took over and made me his number one. You know, so it was it was a strange time of my England career because you know when I when I thought I was going to be pushing on to be like number two behind Chris, I got the knockback. But you know, I soon changed that. Yeah. <laughs> I've come just somewhere a little bit more quieter, and I'm going to ask David Seaman. I was behind the goal at Wembley in '96. What went through your head there, and? 
the, the moment afterwards when the ball ended up with Gaza and Tony Adams kissing you. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, the biggest thing I remember is Tony's kiss. Which, really? Weirdly enough, yeah, because I remember him having a bristly face. And I was thinking, yeah. Um, but no, obviously, the, the penalty was the penalty. And, and, and I, I knew that Gary McAllister was a good penalty taker. And I knew he puts it either side. So I just guessed to my right and he hit it so hard. The ball, I uh, must say, the ball did start moving off the spot. And uh, he hit it with pace, and I just managed to get my elbow on it, and it, it landed right on the point of my elbow, shot over the crossbar, and it was just great relief because we were one nil up at the time, and we were struggling a little bit. Um, the ball went out for a corner. I remember it coming in. There was a free kick. I got the ball down or something, and then played it out. I don't even remember who to, and then they played it to Gaza, and then within two minutes of me making my penalty save, we're two nil up. You know, and it was just a great time, you know, and a great time for. For me, great time for Gaza as well. And you mentioned it in inside in in the supporters' draw there about being on home soil. Yeah. What what was it like then, and how can it be like next year? Back then, it was it was brilliant. You know, the the, the support just grew and grew. Um, following us all the way back from from our hotel in Nislau, they're lining the streets until we got onto the motorway and then the cars even knew what sort of time we were getting onto the motorway and they would follow the coach all the way to Wembley and then the people outside Wembley you know when we used to turn up like two hours before the game it was packed you know so it was such a great feeling and one of those you know like goosebump moments that whenever you think about it it really does hit home um and we've got a great chance of recreating that here you know we've got all the qualifying games here you know and if the England fans get behind us we, we have got a great chance because we have got a really good team. And can we go all the way next year? We, we can. We are capable of it. Um, we've got the ability. Um, we've, we've dealt with the pressure in a World Cup. This is a, a Europeans. Um, OK, it's here at Wembley, which has added pressure. Um, but they've got the ability to do it. you know. And if they play well, it's about being able to, it's about being able to have that ability but then being able to produce it under pressure. And we'll see how they do that in uh, in the summer. We're talking just prior to the draw. Should we fear anyone, or is there anyone that you think, oh, I'd rather not get them in the group? Yeah, there's a few teams that, that we could get that could be tough, like France and Portugal. Um, you'd like to avoid them, but you know you're going to you're going to be playing top teams. Um, you know, but ideally you want a nice, easy route through the uh, qualifying stages. And then once you get into that knockout stage, it's anybody's game. You know, and, and normally the guys that have qualified are on form. You know, and what we need to do is we need to get better game by game, not peak too early in the uh, qualifying stages. Oh, that's great. David Seaman, thank you very much for your time Cheers. on the Free Lions podcast. So the draw's been made. It was Italian Francesco Totti who pulled England's name out of the pots. We've been drawn as position D1. There was a big cheer here at Wembley as England's name was pulled out. And we will face Croatia. They were pulled out on D2. And the Czech Republic at D4, which means a position D3, goes to the playoff winners between Scotland, Israel, Norway and Serbia. Right, let's go and get some reaction to that draw. This is Tom Hardy. I'm from Bacastel. What did you make of the draw? Very pleased with the draw. It could have been a lot worse. Obviously, I'm glad we didn't end up in a group like Group F. I think Croatia would be nice to have a bit of payback after the World Cup. Czech Republic, I don't think it would be a problem after the qualifiers. It would be nice in a way to see Scotland qualify. I think bring back memories of Euro 96. 
so yeah, overall very pleased. Uh, my name's Andrew Houston. And what do you think of the draw, Andrew? I'm feeling moderately confident. It's uh, there's nothing going to frighten me too much, and uh, I feel that we've avoided the big guns. So happy days. My name's Heather, and I'm from a place called Angring, which is near Brighton in West Sussex. And what do you think of the draw today? England's chances? Yeah, no, I think it's very positive, very fair. Um, I think we should take great confidence from it. I see no reason at all why we shouldn't progress to the next stage. Croatia don't scare you? A huge respect for Croatia, but more than one team goes through. So, yes, True. I think when you look at some of the other draws, uh, better us than Portugal yes, That is really is a group of death, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite exciting to watch that, isn't it? Yeah, I look forward to watching that. Yeah. Well, my name's Dean. I'm from Tottenham. I'm a Tottenham supporter. I think it's actually a really good draw for England. It'll be interesting to see who they get from the uh, playoff games. Hoping for Scotland. Aren't we all? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a great game. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there for us to go uh, and have a really good competition, if I'm honest. Can we win it? Absolutely. If we play to our potential, I don't see why the boys can't bring it home. It's coming home, mate. Lucy from London, QPR season ticket holder. Yeah, delighted with the draw. I think it's a really good draw. I think we've got a great chance winning the group. No one there that scares you? Uh, no, I, th- I, think, I think we'll do well from that. I, I'm pleased. Obviously, we've got Croatia again, but we got a good result against them last time. And no, no, I'm happy with that. I think it's good. Some other exciting uh, matches in it as well, that group of death. Absolutely. Gosh, goodness me. As that was coming out of France, Portugal, Germany. To be honest, I'm glad they're all in together and get them knocked out as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, so I'm Robin from Guildford, saying sorry, and uh, I support Tottenham. And uh, yeah, after the draws, good feelings. Been talking with Dom about it recently, and we're both feeling good about it. We feel we've shown ourselves against those teams recently, some of the teams in the draw. So I don't think anything to be afraid of. So looking forward to it now next summer. I think it'll be definitely a good one, and I think I think everyone will get behind the behind the boys again and be looking forward to it. Yeah. So I'm Dom. Um, I'm from Exeter in the West Country. I'm a Blackburn Rovers fan. I've been to be I've been to see them play both Croatia and uh, Sheffield Republic recently, and um, that is probably what I would have. Imagined imagined would be a good scenario. We've avoided the obvious France, Portugal, and there was a huge sigh of release in here kind of when we avoided them, so I, I don't see why we shouldn't top that. And the home advantage as well, it, it, it's kind of getting to us now that we're looking at the draw and we're thinking, if this won't be our tournament, when is it going to be our tournament? You know, this is probably the best chance we're going to have in a very long time. Our squad is probably one of the hottest you know, in, on, in the world at the moment. Definitely one of the hottest in Europe. So we've, we've really got to win this group. Really got to win the group. And the two group games, because uh, I'm a traveller supporters club, I'm kind of thinking I could get to. I, re- I noticed they're playing in Dublin and maybe Copenhagen, uh, St. Petersburg. Win those. Right, hypothetically, we're back at Wembley in the semi-final. That's important because we can make this a home tournament, really. In the final, it'll also be at Wembley. So I- I'm confident. I was confident before the draw, but now I'm a lot more confident. Hi, uh, Paul Burchat from uh, Bexley Heath, Sport Tottenham Hotspurs. Pretty good draw for us, I think, to be honest. Czech Republic, obviously, beat them quite convincingly at home. Yeah. Away, slightly different matter, but you know, we're at home, so you'd expect a, a good result. Croatia gives us another opportunity to uh, play against, I guess, an aging squad that we should win. 
I think, at home. So, and then you never know, it might be the old enemy. Could be, couldn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, pretty positive for the draw. Hope to progress into the next round. Uh, but we will see what comes in June. Uh, Tony Worth from Coventry, I support Coventry City. Uh, I think the draw is a very good one for England, could have been a lot worse. Uh, certainly avoided some of the big names. Uh, Croatia will be a tough game, but I think we've got enough to, to get out of the group and uh, runners up might not even be a bad thing. I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast Harpreet Robertson from the England Supporters Club. Harpreet. Hello. Hi, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so next year, obviously, we're here for the Euro 2020 draw. Ticketing-wise, next year, I know I appreciate that the FA aren't the main place to go for it, but you're going to be here to help us all out. It's done for UEFA. Can you give us a quick overview of how it all works and what we need to be doing? Sure, no problem. Um, so, as we've qualified for the Euros, UEFA gives each participating country an allocation of tickets. So, for our matches at Wembley, we'll receive 12,000 tickets for England supporters, travel club members only. And the application process kicks off on Wednesday, December the 4th. And all members will be, receive an access code before that date. And all you have to do is go into the UEFA website, apply for the tickets that you'd like to apply for. And the application window will be open for two weeks until the 18th of December. And after that time, we'll run the ballot according to the membership rules. And UEFA will let you know the results of that in January. And then you'll be able to pay for the tickets. So that's it sort of quite simply but there's a few more sort of complications to it in terms of increasing our allocation there is a potential for us to get some more tickets to add to the 12,000 we already have um, depending on the other nations we're now playing so with Croatia Czech Republic and the third one to be determined if they are unable to sell all their 12,000 tickets for each match we have the potential to get some of their tickets to add to our pot. So it's really important that if you do want to go to the Euros next summer and you don't think you have much of a chance at this moment in time, um, you might be surprised. So go on to the UEFA website from Wednesday onwards, apply for the tickets you'd like, and if you don't get them in the first raft... Um, of ballots, you may get them at a later date. Uh, what's the best way to contact you if, if people do have any queries, questions, what's the best way to, to contact you initially? Um, I think the, the, the first thing to do, I'd recommend for everybody, is please read the FAQs. We've got some really comprehensive FAQs on our website which should answer 99% of the questions that you may have. If you can't find your answer on there, then by all means contact us drop us an email or give us a call um, but just be mindful of the fact that we do receive a lot of emails so we might not be able to respond to you within a matter of hours it's likely to be days so read the FAQs first and after that get in touch and we'll do our best to help you Thank you very much It's Nathan Wilson, uh, Director for Sports World, uh, the official travel partner for the English FA Obviously an interesting uh, draw just now for England for Euro 2020 Yeah so 2020 obviously we've got the three games at home so as a travel partner, there's not a lot of travel involved, but it, we have got supporters all over the country, so we are offering hotels and different options to stay in London. Uh, I also, my team, are working with the FA to look at some big bar festival-type experiences in and around Wembley, uh, so just to make a party atmosphere, really. What looks really cool is the uh, the Rakao stage is obviously looking at, the, looking at the group. Croatia, England, first and second in the group, should be. Uh, and that draws up uh, uh, interesting 
interesting draw. So if we finish top, we go to Dublin and then to Rome. If we go to Dublin, we've got the potential of playing someone from the group of death, which would be very interesting. So that's France, Germany or Portugal. And then if we go second, I believe we go to Copenhagen and St. Petersburg, we could play Spain. So we could have France or Spain in the last 16, which means we could have a really tricky trip on the way through. So, uh, But that, I think I think a lot of people will start looking at their travel options now uh, for the latter stages. We ourselves are going to do uh, day trips and overnight trips where you get £100 deposit, which is refundable if we don't get through. So it gives people the option not to worry about where the destination is, because obviously there is also the third place trip up, which is Baku, uh, which hopefully, unlike Wales, we don't want really to go into Baku. I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah, so there's an option there for supporters where they can jump on early, they don't have to worry about it, it's a refundable deposit, and we're there to support them with uh, you know, our people on the ground. So, really looking forward to it, I think it'll be a great Euro, we've got a very good team at the moment, it's quite exciting. And the best way to, to get in touch with yourselves is? So, best way is uh, through sportsworld.co.uk, uh, the website. Go on there, you can register interest, uh, which we'll send out further details on the upcoming away trips in regards to uh, the later stages, but also we've got two games being announced in January as well, prior to the Euro. Busy time then? Yeah, it's always a busy time of the year, but I think we're always busy, especially down with the UEFA Nations last year. Um, so it's good having lots of different competitive games all the time, so it makes a big difference. Yeah, I'm still here floating around Wembley at the draw, and I've bumped into Steve Hopper, who we, uh, who we spoke with a little while back on the Three Lions podcast. We're talking lionesses back then, weren't we? We were indeed. It's been quite a year for England, hasn't it? Hasn't it just? It's all been all right up here, hasn't it? Oh, I've really enjoyed it actually uh, I, I, the draw itself was a probably the worst draw that I've ever seen out of all the draws for the major tournaments over the years and I've seen a lot of them uh, because it was quite boring you know we almost knew the results before they came out and usually you're kind of sitting on tenterhooks and then we're but with this particular draw we were, we were watching it and the teams were already in the in the group pots which was really weird so you saw the letters of the pots as they were drawing out the positions it was, it was all very complicated, unnecessarily so. But it's been a great night here at Wembley Stadium. I've, I've, have you enjoyed yourself? Oh, I've loved it. It's been great. The hospitality, the free beer yes. um, has been great. But no, David Seaman as well. And just, just England fans mingling around, chatting. It's been great. Yeah, it's really nice because when, um, specifically from, from my point of view, personally, being a sole England fan, as you, as you know, and not having a club, when you're around genuine England fans, and I'm not saying that the rest of the country aren't, aren't genuine of course but when they have other clubs to go to as we spoke previously it's kind of water, a watered down England fan if you like that's what I kind of look at it as because they have other interests when you have England fans sole England fans uh, that come along to a party like this everybody is so in, in, enthusiastic about the smallest of things and we were talking about how uh, even something like a draw and how nervous we were feeling and stuff something like that whereas a, a lot of people um, up and down the country watching this tonight probably weren't as nervous as, as we might be um, so 
you know, it's uh, and as I'm sure you know, Russell, it's like the listeners to your podcast uh, are going to be enthusiasts of, of England. You know, so it's like we're a we're a select group, aren't we? Really? Yeah, yeah, very much so. But it has been nice. It's been a very nice uh, hospitality by the England Supporters Club and the FA that have come along. They've they've really put on a nice little spread for us. We had some, had some cheesecake. Did you have some of that? No, I saw it and I my my eyes and my lips were salivating but no I never got around to having it I, I had some it was like an Oreo type thing I don't know if, can I say Oreo it's a brand name I don't know if I'm, I'm open to anything <laughs> hey if they're open to plug in as well yeah Oreo yes yeah there you go so it's kind of like yeah it's a cookie cream combination there we go oh um, don't don't it was a bit rich so yeah but it's alright and we had some fish and chips as well no, it's, it's all been been really nicely laid on by the by the FA and the, the England Sports Travel Club so thank you very much to them but looking forward to next year we're going to cruise through the group can we win it yeah I said earlier it was hands down I'm usually quite I hover a little bit when it comes to groups and when we when we get these draws I do hover and I sit on the fence a little bit and I look at it and I really analyse for a few months before I give any decisions or any ideas of what Oh no we need you on the spot now and but I'm I'm there completely I don't nine points all the way I don't see any other result that would be good enough I certainly this isn't the world cup again and we're not looking at Belgium and we're not looking at that going oh well if we finish second and we get an easier route and stuff like that, that that's not happening this time we're going to get the nine points Croatia aren't the strength that they were their, their cycle has come to an end uh, if you like so they're on the down and we're on the up so we're rising um, so Croatia I'm not frightened of at all this time round um, Czech Republic obviously we've seen what happened this year uh, the loss was a one off without going into too much detail about that but generally speaking I'm not frightened about Czech Republic at all so that's two wins uh, and then of course um, well it won't be the Scots because I don't see them getting past Israel to be honest no you don't think I think they can get past Israel but they won't get past Norway or Serbia Israel and Serbia are really gritty sides particularly Serbia and I really think I think Serbia um, will, will win I think Serbia are going to get through the playoff and I think that Serbia worries me more than Croatia and the Czech Republic because Serbia are they're, they're hard you know they're, they're with, a, with a capital H or capital A capital A, a. <laughs> they're hard and I, they're, they're a gritty side you know they're, they're um, I was talking to uh, Paul one of the uh, England supporter members earlier and um he was sort of saying about how uh, Serbia are a little bit like Croatia when Croatia first started out and were um, became independent. Is that the right yeah. word? Yeah. So uh, Serbia are kind of like that. They're kind of I think they're at that kind of stage. Um, uh, you know they've got a lot of patriotism going on and yeah, I, I, they worry me a little bit more. And I, I think they're going to get through. So what do you think? I think it will be between Serbia and Norway. Whoever wins that playoff. That, that semi-final will be the ones who join us, I think. And what do you think about going forward? I mean, if you knew now, but what do you think about going forward? I think we, we look at the group and think, yes, we can go through that. And, and by all accounts, apparently, we, we will, if we top the group, we go to Dublin and we meet a, a team from the group of death, which, frankly, I'm glad we're not part of that group of death. But if, if we go through with confidence, as you say, nine points, we needn't fear anyone. 
and then come back here for the semi-final and the final and as David Seaman said the supporters get behind the team then we've got nothing to fear and, and this is our best opportunity in a long time I think yeah definitely I mean certainly getting through the group stages um, essentially a Dublin tie is almost a home tie um, sort of <laughs> it's, uh, I speak English yeah exactly so and uh, it's close to home it's relatively close uh, I think history can be made and that's very very exciting so actually you know if we take on Germany in a in a round of 16 you know we could take him in this day and age this isn't 2010 this isn't this isn't um, the end of the golden generation that it was in 2010 this is 2019 this we're not we're not at the beginning of a new cycle either we've been in a, in a cycle a, a new cycle for for like four years so we are well into this new cycle and the the young players of the World Cup have grown an extra few years and uh, and even some of the young players that have had uh, the likes of Kane uh, and, and Sterling and what have you they were they were at the 2016 tournament in fact Sterling was at the 2014 World Cup so it's they've got a few tournaments under the belt some of these so that, and they're, they're getting older so actually we we're getting to that time where they're reaching their peak so you know we could we could take a Germany and that you know and if, if the 2018 World Cup is anything to go by history can indeed be made and yes by England because we've put to put to bed some of those ghosts and we've got a few more to put to bed now so yeah I'm confident exciting times Steve Hopper thank you very much and yeah let's catch up again I'll see you at, uh, at Wembley for Euro 2020 Russell let's do it as I make my way home on this chilly November night away from Wembley the draw's been made and we know two of our three group stage opposition not the most exciting I must admit, Croatia and the Czech Republic, both winnable in my opinion but both nations that we've faced in recent times, of course Croatia our nemesis in the World Cup but we did overcome them in the Nations League remember that night at Wembley the 2-1 victory we can have that again at Wembley and of course the Czech Republic more recently that win at home and then the defeat away we'll await to see who we face out of Scotland, Israel, Serbia and Norway but again I think either of those or any of those are winnable. We have nothing to fear. Now the important dates for your diary, book them off now for work, or the following day, I guess, book that one off as well. Sunday the 14th of June will be the Croatia game. Friday the 19th of June will be the winners of the playoff team, and as I mentioned, it will either be Scotland, Israel, Norway, or Serbia. And then Tuesday, 23rd of June, will be the Czech Republic. And all of those games will be at Wembley. That's been a really good day today. Thank you very much for the England Supporters Travel Club for organising it. Thank you very much for David Seaman for his words. Never thought I'd really get the, uh, get the chance to shake his hand. Massive hands he has. Uh, but he's been a, he was a real gent. Uh, the, the interview was sort of cut short halfway through and he came across to me afterwards and said, come on, let's just finish it off. Uh, so yeah, top man, 
really pleased with that. So thank you very much, Tim. And as per normal, thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please do like and subscribe at your normal place of download. Please do stay tuned as I have an episode where I speak with a former England international. And that's coming out and going direct to your ears on the 5th of December. So until then, cheers.